Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games in the Game Pass Collection. Bring you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am the Steve Weeby of this episode. Andrew, with me are Billy Mitchell, Keith. Oh, we're doing references. I don't know then. Or is that the the King of Kong guys? Yeah. Uh, okay. It's the second one that got well, me. And it's funny. I'm glad that you said that because for Liz's intro and the one who has no idea what I'm referencing, Liz. <laughs> hey, guys. Speak to it, Liz. <laughs> I, I like. I, I mean, I'm glad you figured it out, Keith. But uh, yeah, this week was a game I picked. Well, unintentionally picked. Uh, but we played Arcade Paradise by Nosebleed Interactive. Arcade Paradise is a first-person arcade management game where you are playing a young college dropout who who just inherited her father's old laundromat, in which you discovered, hey, there's a couple arcade cabinets in the back of this laundromat. And you decide to kind of grow your own business and start your own arcade out of your father's old laundromat. But going around, Liz, is this a game or pass for you? This is a game for me. I think that it's a little difficult because I'm really bad at arcade games. Like there's some that I love, but I'm not great at them. And so I found myself wanting more of the management side of this, uh, wanting more of that. And also I just wanted to do more laundry. So <laughs> <laughs> I like the case Arcade Paradise. You're like more laundry, please. Give me yeah. more tasks. <laughs> well, you finally got your wish, Andrew. We finally got a simulator game. It's it's been a long time coming. You've been playing all of them since they started dropping all over Facebook, and we've Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, you know all over Facebook, all over Game. We're we're Facebook grab bag here. Facebook grab bag. So all of once they started coming on Game Pass, you've been all about them. Um, And there's been a slew of them. And I and I've played a handful of them here and there. The but. This one is awesome, and and there's a lot about it that I I really like, and I think partly because it's maybe a little less simulator than the other ones, but all that to say, it's definitely a game for me. Yeah, this is a, a game for me as well. It, I I have some issues, so obviously, like I said, you you know you're managing this arcade. I I agree with Liz. My biggest complaint probably is I wish there was more management in this game, but. The whole purpose is you're kind of you get to play these arcade games that you're playing. So it's essentially you're playing a, a management game with a bunch of mini games in it. And obviously, when you're playing these arcade games, they're obviously very reminiscent of classic arcade games. But I would say none of them are better than like the originals that you would play at an arcade because they're all kind of like weird and quirky. But overall, this game is a time sink, and I loved it. I this game was just so good for me of just sort of like, ah, I'm going to play another day. I'm going to play another day. I want to do this. I want to do this task and this task. So it is a ton of fun. Yeah. I, I didn't originally mean to pick this game. I've just been putting a ton of hours of this and Keith started playing it. And then he messaged me going, man, I've been playing this arcade paradise that you've been playing. And it's a ton of fun. So that's why we ended up doing this episode. But uh, yeah. So getting into the story, as I said, you know, this game takes place in 1992, early 90s. You know, you're this young college dropout who apparently has this really rich father. He owns a meatpacking industry here in town. It, this town is kind of a, a small town that's dying. The only thing that's really po- like popular in this town is this meatpacking factory. And so, you know, since you were a college dropout, your dad's figured, you know, this is a time for you to prove yourself and he wants you to manage the laundromat. But you decide to go behind his back and just start building this arcade out of the laundromat. So as you're progressing through the game, your arcade's getting bigger and the laundromat's getting smaller. But... Did the story grip you guys at all? Grip me? No. Um, <laughs> it, 
and not and not even in my in my anti-story Keith way. Really, it it's this is a classic means to an end. Uh, you know, our our age-old conflict of of stories in this podcast, but I think it it does just fine giving you a reason to want to do more than just manage this little arcade because you're kind of trying to stick it to your dad the whole time prove that you know what's better than him um but yeah and i i like the little dynamic you have with your sister who's messaging you and sort of helping you along behind the scenes to to do your own thing because it sounds like she tried to do the same but got shut down by your dad so she's like living vicariously through you which I, I kind of like a lot of I like and dislike that a lot of the conversations the story bits that you're getting are like on an AOL uh, text chat on the computer. Oh yeah, just reminds me of those good old like the good old days of AOL text chat. You mean AIM? Was... Yeah, AIM. Who called it you... AOL text chat? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I do. You, I, I, you sound well, like an for old, people who like... don't know what AIM is. If I'm just calling it AIM, people don't know what AIM is if they don't. I'm just saying you didn't live through you that. Become that living meme of you know what I played growing up and what my mom called it. And it was all Nintendo and you're calling it <laughs> AOL text chat and you used AOL instant messenger. I'm I so disappointed. Did, but like I user. said, if for our younger audience who didn't grow up on it, if I just say aim, they don't know what that is. Well then you know what? They'll so, look it up. Excuse me for trying to help people. Who's going to look call it, it up? AOL instant messenger. Cause they're going to go Google AOL text chat and they're going to get nothing <laughs> because it's nothing. <laughs> At least if you give them the right thing to Google, they can figure it out. Okay, that's, that's a fair point, Keith. I think, too, going back to the story, um, because you hear the dad's voice, but there really aren't any, like, family cutscenes, and you're not really having a lot of, you know, you're not really seeing the other characters and stuff. So I think I got more out of it than I thought I would, considering that. But I thought that it was interesting, and you have like the different people that are messaging the business, and you're you're ordering and stuff. So I don't know. I thought that the story was was pretty interesting. I feel like it was more than I thought it would be. One thing I hated about the story, uh, and like you brought it up, is there's a there's a handful. Of, like the story's actually not bad in this game because it actually goes through kind of some heavy moments, and there's moments where you're talking on aim. With your dad, and also like the conversation is getting heavy, and your dad calls, but your character doesn't talk, so it's always your dad. You like you listening to your dad on a voicemail, which is really awkward, of a way of like a storytelling element, of like he's like calling you up and then starts going into conversation with himself because you're not saying anything. It was a weird kind of story choice, but I the story overall, I actually I disagree with you, Keith. It's not just a means to an end. It actually was kind of interesting. I was actually intrigued. To learn more as to what was going on. Well, it, 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 I mean, it, I found out what happens at the end because of you, and yeah. I wish that I had played further to see like what happens. Um, but yeah, hearing what happens in the end, it makes me want to play more. Well, and I do think it's interesting in the sense of being a simulator game. I know a lot of them kind of just run like, "Hey, you're." garage simulator so you're your grandfather died and you inherited his garage yeah, you inherited his farm and you just have people calling you up and saying hey here's what's wrong with my car fix it and so there's like just little tasks and they build these little story element to it by giving you a, yeah. the job a description if you will whereas this simulator gave you more of an experience and a story so i do think it's more like filling and more rich than most of its genre. And so for that, I think it's good, but I don't think I was like, Oh my goodness, what happens next? Like it was, it was very point A to point B. There wasn't anything 
all that crazy about the story, I guess, that made me feel it. I do know what you mean with like those few heavy moments where it's like awkward, where you're just the phone's ringing because you know that moment where someone is calling you and you know who's on the other line. You're like, nope, not going to do that. (laughs) So straight to voicemail. Yeah. So like there's definitely ways that I think they do a better job than most of the genre, but I still don't think it's an overall like, wow. That was a good story. Did you, beat, did you beat the game, Keith? Um, I haven't replaced the sign, but essentially. Oh, so essentially, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yes. Oh. I mean, we'll get into it, but did you get the awesome music video? I didn't, because I didn't replace the sign. Oh, I'm assuming my. that's what happens after I replace the sign. I am kind of... I, so. I, I, I thought you did it. Well, I thought it was like before that, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll save that bit a little bit later. Um but yeah, so as far as the gameplay element goes, as I said, you know, it's a first person. You're walking around, it's mostly a laundromat at the beginning. You're picking up trash. You're pulling off gum off the walls. You're fixing the toilet. But one thing I love, like, you're doing these very repetitive, menial tasks. But, you know, this being Arcade Paradise, it adds like an arcade flair to everything you're kind of doing. So everything you're picking up, it's, you know, making arcade sound effects or you have to do like a mini game of, you know... With the what plunger. Can, yeah, with the plunger <laughs> where you're fighting the toilet and it actually has like a health bar. So like it, the game actually adds some flavor to just instead of just doing these repetitive tasks, it makes them like these kind of interesting arcadey mini games. But then, as I said, you know, as you're earning money, you get to buy arcade cabinets. The arcade cabinets come, you get to play them. And then when you play them, each arcade cabinet has a certain task, like goals to do. So like if you're playing the virtual air hockey, you know, score on yourself three times, beat the opponent two times. Like you usually have like three to five objectives you need to do to beat this arcade. And when you do, they generate more money. You get more money, buy more arcade games and rinse and repeat. I don't know about you guys, but I found the gameplay loop of arcade paradise. So addicting, (laughs) like just doing like at the beginning of just like cleaning up trash and doing laundry, like I felt like if anyone was watching me play this game, which you were at first, Liz, you were watching me play this game and you're like, you're doing laundry. Like you, it looked super boring, but it's an addictive gameplay loop. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, it's, it's what I say all the time. It is a game that is in bits and bites and it happens all kind of so quickly that like you mentioned when, you know, you're talking about your gamer pass where it's just always just like, well, I'll just do one more thing because every one more thing feels like two minutes here, five minutes here, and it is. And it's all two to five minute blocks. But yeah. you will just chew up those two to five minute blocks so quickly. And it's it's just the type of game that I, I can sink my teeth into, even though there's nothing about it that's like, I don't know, like game of the year quality. It's not triple A. There's really nothing even new about it. As you said, it's you know, kind of knockoffs of old arcade games. So I don't know. There's nothing special about it, but man, is it so much fun to play. I would get myself excited about saving up for something. So like the, the pound ones, the, the things that you can get, um, or from the to-do list with the games. And so I, did I explain that well? No. <laughs> let, let me real right, quick. So, <laughs> yeah, you can, you can explain it. There's, what Liz is trying to explain, there's two types of currency you're earning in this game, which is kind of, a, I think, a joke. Uh, you earn money, like actual regular like US dollars, and that's what you use to buy arcade games. But eventually your dad's like, oh, 
I'll pay you real dollars. I'll pay you in real pounds as in like the British currency. So you have US dollars in British pounds. The British pounds you use to upgrade your character. So you can uh, carry more trash, get someone who empties like the hoppers of the coin machines for you. And so every day you have a three tasks to do list. Play a game for so long, walk down the street. Like they could be random. But and those will get you pounds. Yes. And those are the ones that I was saving up for because I'm not good at arcades. And so Andrew, you know, he kept telling me like, oh, those two lists are so easy and stuff. Some days are not very easy. Yeah, but and some I was, are stupid easy. Some are stupid hard. <laughs> well, the assistant manager that empties out the hoppers, I really wanted that because I was expanding the arcade. I was getting a lot of machines and I was like, that's what I want. And so for me, like I would get really excited about the new day to see what the lists are and stuff. So that really kept me going. And honestly, a lot of the stuff on that really got me excited. So it's like I wanted to upgrade all the things to go fast. I didn't I didn't upgrade like my speed or anything yet, but um that actually got really addicting for me, but also frustrating because like I got the walking up the street one once. Oh, I got that a good amount. Oh, I really? loved getting that task. I never no, got I that got... one. I don't think ever. I thought you were... Oh, I thought really? You literally made that I got all the hard ones. No. I got it like three times. It's to take a walk down the street and you literally walk down. It's like, ah, oh, here's 20 pounds. It's like, sweet. Not a <laughs> single time did I ever get that. So it's it's a weird thing. I think there's... I, I have two feelings about it because I do I do like that it's an ever changing element within the game of goals to accomplish and things to do because where this gameplay could have fell very quickly flat would be hey here's just a bunch of arcade games go wild with them uh, yeah I, I'll play them but I don't really want to aimlessly just sit down and play any of these kind of mediocre games but if you give me all kinds of dumb little tasks and chores and goals to do yeah. i'm absolutely gonna do that so my issue with the to-do list is twofold one is myself that i just kind of ignored them for a while because i was just more focusing on the individual goals so i set myself back a ways like i was pretty far into i don't know having my arcade built before i finally started focusing on them um but my other complaint is it just takes so long. Like I'm pretty much at the end of the game right now. I, I have like one major task left to do, but I've essentially beaten the game and just saving up for those things to get like the two big ones, like the car and the watch is taking forever. It's like yeah. 70 to 80 a day at most that you get with these tasks. And so it's just a chore. But outside of that, I love the element of it because as I said, it even, you know, mixes up just having these set goals on the machines to giving me a reason to try a different machine. Maybe I've been focusing on one for a while. I'll actually, I'll go play this one because now I have a to-do for it. So I did like the element as a whole. What I thought was interesting, going back to what we were saying at the beginning about wanting more management. So when you're playing the games, sometimes the machines break and you take out that little disc thing and you flick the cockroaches off or yeah. whatever they are. Which is a joke but, of you're debugging the game by actually getting rid of bugs. Oh my gosh, I didn't connect that. Oh, that, you did it? <laughs> <laughs> but what I think is funny is that they didn't really do anything in the laundry room for that. Yeah. Because I think I've said on this podcast before that growing up, we would have to go to the laundromat because we never had a washer and dryer. We'd walk to the nearest laundromat. And machines are always broken. Anyone who's a regular at a laundromat knows like 
that machine doesn't dry. That one, the spin cycle is awful. Like, like everybody knows. And so I thought it was interesting that they didn't do that. You know what I mean? They had like the, the clogged toilet and, and different things. But the biggest thing that's annoying at a laundromat is that there's always those machines that are broken. That's a really good point. It. Like I, it's, it's so funny. It's like, cause it's so simple and I don't think it takes anything away from the realism of it, but it, it would be like, just one more fun element of like a little thing to do and would add a ton of realism. Cause I spent many years at a laundromat as well. And uh, yeah, there's always something wrong there. Liz just legitimately wants a laundromat paradise game. I mean, I do. You could <laughs> just do. do that, but I, I, it wouldn't be very fun because it doesn't give you a lot of laundromat upgrades. Which that's what I was kind of expecting. I was expecting to maybe have options of do I want to upgrade the arcade or do I want to upgrade like my laundry machines or something like that? That would have been well, kind it, of a fun little uh, like split in the game where you could decide to like all right you know what i'm actually going to listen to my dad i'm going to tell my sister to like <laughs> kick rocks i'm going to go and i'm going to do the laundromat thing and nobody likes video games yeah, everyone the laundry's the future people <laughs> most of the people in the town work at a butchery i mean they probably need a good laundromat so why not cash in on that as well that but also i mean look at where arcades are now and where laundromats are now you know what i mean you still need laundromats like <laughs> well do you know what's funny you're just saying like upgrading your laundromat i was visiting family um this past week and i got to go to a laundromat like i used to growing up i brought my mom there so she could do her laundry and i i mean this is kind of tying into graphics but when I went as a kid, like, it looked just like this game. Like, the same cards, the same, like, little pull things for the detergent and all that. I walked in, and, like, some of these machines I must be from 1992. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't look at the laundry um, one, but the carts were the same. Like, like, I don't really go into a laundromat and ever see an upgraded laundromat. You know yeah. what I mean? But uh, but arcades, though, so we went to Tennessee, and we went to, like, a really snazzy arcade, and then I went to one at the beach, like, near where we were staying, visiting family, and it was so run down. Yeah. They actually had, um, so they had machines that didn't work. They, they ate your quarters, but they also had them rigged, so you didn't get as many points and stuff. Like, it was just a run down, like, hole of an arcade. Yeah, hasn't changed exactly in what decades. You're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and do you know what? Like, I remember going there as a kid, and when you scored a hundred points, you got a hundred points, and you got the tickets for that, you know. <laughs> and now they're like, "Oh, we're gonna sneak in a sixty points there." It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> but it was like all the machines that were rigged, and it was just like sad and depressing. But I know, like, it, I feel bad for a lot of like the current generation of. They just don't get to understand the joint excitement of arcades because arcades are few and far between. And honestly, the arcades now are not good because like, yeah, like Liz was saying, we've been to a couple and they're all just like ticket machines. Like there's no more real arcade games anymore. They're basically all, they're all Dave and Buster's now. Yeah. And like, it's just kind of sad. Like I know there isn't much of a market anymore for it besides like Dave and Buster's, but it's just like. Yeah, you no longer have that arcade that's down the street. Like I remember, and when I was in high school, the I st- I don't understand how no one's remade this game, but Dance Dance Revolution was like the, game the hottest thing. Yeah, 
Yeah, and everybody loved it. it. Like that game was making like thousands of dollars at every arcade. I had someone in my high school that literally dropped like fifty pounds because he was going to play Dance Dance Revolution every day. Like he literally would ask anyone who would drive him to the arcade just so he could play Dance Dance Revolution. And which is kind of funny that you get to have a Dance Dance Revolution in your game, but I, I don't know how no one's remade that game. That I feel like that'd still be a very good arcade game today. I think they have them at Dave and Buster's. They just give tickets now, and it's. Oh, that's so lame. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying well, I think, it's cooler. I'm just saying I think it still exists in that capacity. I also think, too, like the rundown arcade that I went to, a lot of the, the games, like once you know how to do it, it's easy. So, for instance, like skee-ball, something like that. Like once you kind of have the method, it's really easy. Yeah, it's easy. You get the ball and you throw it down the ramp. No, but if you <laughs> you look at a certain spot oh, and it can go, whatever. <laughs> But there's a lot of games like that, and I just like these games were fun and challenging in the in the game. But I also like I'm so bad at them that sometimes I just didn't want to play. I think that was like a big um, thing for me, where I just like I'm just not good. Well, so in so in total, there's what thirty some odd cabinets you can play now. At least two of them are duplicates. I think it's listed. Yeah, I think it's listed as 35 plus. Well, because there's DLC, which I, I wanted to, I meant to look at it more. Um, but did you no- notice that one of them was Kung Fury? Or did you maybe even point yep. that out to me? I kind of want to get Yeah, I that. pointed that out to you. Um, but yeah, so you have like 30 some odd cabinets. And out of at least the close to 30-ish I have, I think there's probably only like five or less that I genuinely dislike. But otherwise, all of them are at least pretty fun, and some of them I actually genuinely like. Uh, well, I want to first ask then, what what arcade games did you dislike? Uh, Line Terror, in particular. I think that one's infuriating. I, yes, I cannot stand Line Terror. It feels lame. It to just it isn't programmed well. Is how I always felt. Yeah, it's it's too difficult, um, and and not in a like, hey, this is tricky. You got to figure it out. It just it's it's hard for heart's sake um but it, i would say line terror and then i really don't like any of the table games like pool or um the like air hockey or whatever those are just hard to control with the controller is the reason i don't like those but really but they're great in real life fun. oh and yeah. racer chaser yes i was hoping you'd say that i hated racer chaser racer chaser is supposed to be a mix between pac-man and grand theft auto where you know you are playing a guy who essentially steal a car and you're out running the cops, which the cops are supposed to be like the ghost in Grand Theft in a uh, Pac-Man, but it just it wasn't a good designed game. Like it felt crappy. <laughs> like, I didn't understand how you get past the first level because I was going through the different screens, like through the different tunnels, and I was like, "What am I doing wrong?" You have to collect all the money. All of them? Yeah. yeah like have you never played Pac-Man? Have you, Liz, have you, have I mean, you never played Pac-Man? I know I definitely have as a kid, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't realize you had to get like all the money. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Womp, womp. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. You know, I thought that might be it, but then I was just like, I don't really feel like like collecting all the money. So I was like, I'm going to go further and see what happens. That's, that's I thought it was point. a distance thing. That's one of the reasons I didn't like that game. <laughs> Um, but yeah, to piggyback off yours, Keith, another game I, I first liked, but I ended up hating it was Zombat. Yeah. Zombat I liked cause it's like a twin stick shooter, but I felt like I am constantly getting to do lists to play Zombat and Zombat just takes too long. And so like, I got so sick of that game because I always felt like it was giving me a to do list to play that game and I got sick of it. 
I'd agree with that. I got that a lot. And it was always a gun that I've never gotten before. And I just, again, I, I had trouble progressing in that game, but I did enjoy it. I, I really didn't care for uh, Woodgal Jr., which was essentially kind of like Candy Crush. But just like, I don't know, to me, I felt that game just felt just irritating. That one I liked at first because I liked the element of like, oh, it's kind of like a walk around RPG. You know, you fight the enemies and you collect things. But it got really repetitive. Like I beat it, but I didn't go into the, I didn't unlock the endless mode or whatever. So yeah, that one just got really long towards the end. So I didn't like that one by the end. What about you, Liz? Do you have any other games to that you didn't dislike that you disliked? Not really. Oh. Like I got sick of some of them. Like you said, like with Zombat um, and the Razor Chaser, because I was constantly getting the to do list for them. But I still enjoyed them. I actually thought the I Razor did. Chaser to do lists were usually easy because it'd be like collect three thousand money or you know make five cops dance or whatever it was, and those would be yeah. pretty easy actually. But I I didn't like playing the game. I just liked the to dos for them typically. All right, so what about game, what are the arcade games that you loved? Um, well, so one that I guess kind of faded, but only because I, I just wanted it to go longer than it did, was, uh, what was it, Vostok 2083? Oh, Vostok 2023 or whatever? Yep, that was one I really liked at the beginning, and I, and I didn't get bored with. I just, I don't know, I ran out of things to do. Um, what was it, Knuckles and Knees was pretty fun. And then, yeah, there's a street, uh, like a street, uh, Streets of Rage copy. I think probably my number three of one that I always liked playing, even when I didn't have any um, goals left to do or didn't have to do's, I would just play it for fun. Would probably be Stack Overflow. The that like Stack thing. Overflow is my favorite. I loved Stack Overflow, even when I beat that game. I I found Stack Overflow so fun. Yeah, it's just it's that- kind of soothing. It is. That one and the one that you actually taught me how to play because I wasn't quite sure what I was doing where like the numbers fall down. Blockchain. Yeah, that one. You liked blockchain? Yeah, and the stacking one. But honestly, I loved so many of them. It was just about like ones that I thought that I could maybe do a little well on. Yeah. Yeah, like there's there's a handful that I always kind of enjoyed. One of my favorites, I really like the simple... Like, just pushing one or two buttons. So, Attack Vector, where you're a tank, and you literally just have to shoot a helicopter that comes on the screen. I was so bad at that. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. But I was so bad at that one. The amount like, of times the I games... hit 29 on that, and I cannot hit 30, because I start to panic yeah. towards the last 20. And yeah, yeah, the games, they remind me very reminiscent of, like, the actual iPhone app. Do you remember Flappy Bird? Of, like, yep. very hard, but, like, it was always like, oh, I want to beat my score. I want to beat my score. Yeah, I loved Attack Vector. I loved um, um, Wood Girl Junior. I think it was, yeah, and then Wood, Wood Guy Junior. This is this is one of my complaints. Is those two arcade cabinets are exact copies of each other. Like they didn't change the gameplay at all. All they did was just change the person, which I think is kind of meant to be like a little bit of a joke of like Pac Man and Miss Pac Man. But Miss Pac Man is actually meant to be known to be a harder arcade game. Like that's. The whole story of well, it. Well, that would make sense too because and Wood Guy Junior a little bit it has a higher high score to hit I think, and I was noticing maybe this is completely in my head, but I felt like 
So it's it's a simple, basically, there's a couple different ways you can do it, but the way I was doing it was using the bumpers on the controller. So like yeah, that's how I did left it. Left bumper, right bumper swaps the side your character is chopping from, and you see how high you can chop up this tree, basically. But I felt like on the Wood Guy Jr., I had to swap sides less free, or yeah, less frequently. So it was like almost a little bit easier to get higher scores. I think I had had like a 130 on that, where I have like a 115 on Wood Girl. So I don't know if no. it's accurate or not, but I, in my head, it felt a little easier. Oh, one that was, I was surprised how much I liked. Uh, did you guys do the whack-a-mole? When I, well, and I'm sure if I looked at the to-do, because that's another thing that's actually pretty great about the gameplay, but I didn't always pay attention to, is that it has this, you know, how to play the game. I didn't realize how the buttons worked on it. Uh, it's mapped like the controller. Yeah. Once I figured that out, I was like, oh, this is pretty neat. But when I was playing it on cloud and the lag was making it a little tough. But yes, I, I found it much more fun once I figured out the controls to it. Yeah. Which, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. I actually found this game to be uh, overall pretty good on the cloud. Like, as Keith said, if you're some of these games, like you're kind of meant to be a little bit quick. Like as we're talking with like the Wood Gal Jr. where you're chopping the tree you know, you kind of need to be quick with your actions because you're on a timer. But overall, I thought this was a really good cloud played game because, you know, even if you're playing through a day and you have to stop, you can quit and save and it'll just like end the day early. But there's really no like penalty. Like, it's not like, oh, you didn't do all your tasks today. You lose money. Your arcade's like not doing well. It was always kind of a way of just like kind of ending the day and just you can come back to the game anytime. So I thought this was a fantastic cloud play game. And this is definitely a game, even though I've beaten it, like I was just playing Liz's game. I could easily pick this up and I just, I'm going to play for a couple hours. Yeah. I love that you picked up my game because you were going <laughs> to do the cheat at the beginning that makes it, it's a gold laundromat. So you get all S's and you're like, Oh yeah. Do you want to play this? And he like was doing that for me. And then he just starts playing. He doesn't even realize. <laughs> uh, and I think I wanted to bring up about like ending the day. So when the laundromat closes you still have a little bit of time that you can play if you're already in a game. Yeah. But I thought it was frustrating that I don't know if this happened to you. After hours, you couldn't see if you did something on your to-do list or how much time you had left. So if it says spend 10 minutes on what is it, blockchain, whatever yeah. it's called, then you can't see where you're at but during the day you can. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, well, I don't want to keep playing if I did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, one pro tip, if you do pick up Arcade Paradise, so obviously this game is timed of like how a day goes uh, after 23 hours, you know, 11 o'clock, the arcade closes and you can't do any more tasks. Like you can't do any laundry. You can't play any arcade games. But if you're in the middle of playing an arcade game, time will never end. Like it'll say like, oh, it's 2 a.m. You should go home, but it won't penalize, penalize you. So you literally could play that game for hours and hours and hours. It's not like, oh, the morning's here, here's the next day. You pass out in the middle of the arcade. So if you ever want to work on an arcade machine, just make sure you are on it before this place closes and you can just spend as unlimited time you want. And there's no penalty. You can just stay there and just do all the tasks within that one game. Well, and I, I wish I'd discovered that earlier. I feel like there's the window of time between 11 and 2 where you can like still do stuff within the laundromat and like arcade. But it's the two once two a.m. hits. That's when it's like no, you can't oh, yeah, start anything. Yeah. And I don't know. That's not really a big difference, I guess. But I guess in terms of that kind of being your two minute warning in real life, that that you have the place closing up. Yeah, but yeah, 
just like it kind of stinks like playing this. I really wanted more management though. Like that's my biggest complaint is because I always love management stuff. Like I thought for sure I'd maybe open up like a snack bar or a pizzeria or something like that, and maybe even possibly like a prize counter and you deal with tickets and stuff like that. But I was really disappointed in the lack of just customization in this game. Like also you can't really design anything in the arcade. The only thing you can do is just move the location of the cabinets, which I, once I placed a cabinet, I never moved it, but they're like, Oh, if you put a popular cabinet next to a least popular cabinet, it boosts them. Like, so the least popular cabinet will make more money. I never cared to remove things around. Do well, Cause I don't think yeah. it makes enough of a difference. Like, uh, it's, I, I think I have it maxed out like Zombat, which I think is a pretty popular one in terms of like what, the, like a base popularity. It still racks in like 35 an hour. And then I don't know, my least popular, like the, the pool table is still like 22 bucks an hour. So yeah, it, it adds up over time. Cause I mean, in the grand scheme of things, the game does mostly deal with thousands of dollars it doesn't get into millions and all these crazy numbers but it still just feels like i don't know i i do like that you can go in and you can manage the games a little bit like you said the location and you can manage you know the price within increments of 50 cents 50 to a dollar 50 and then easy medium and hard and it shifts how much you make per hour based on that so it's like fun to mess with that but really, again, it became one of those things by the end of the game. I was just like, $1.50 hard, $1.50 hard, and you just play it a bunch and yeah. get it up to its max. So I just, I liked it that it had that, but I wanted it to do more. So I agree with you in that sense, Andrew. I also am wondering, so with this game, I wonder if it would be hard for people to play or for people who hate doing laundry. <laughs> Like, I know people You're not who, really doing laundry. You're holding no, A. No, but it's also... <laughs> I do laundry. Which I understand. <laughs> but there are, like, certain chores that I dislike doing. Like, I when a game comes up and it's like, oh, you got to drive. I'm like, oh, well, I avoid that in real life, too. Like, I don't want to <laughs> do it. But I don't think, like, you understand how much some people loathe doing laundry. I mean... But I'm just... I didn't like that aspect of it just because it felt like the most tedious part of it. I did find, and maybe it had something to do with the setting I had, is if I just quick tapped A on, say, like the laundry or the dryer, it would automatically do the circle as long as I didn't push any other button. So I didn't have to hold A every Which time. Which I didn't care. Like, what's the difference oh, I, between holding and not holding? You still have to wait. Oh, I, it, that, that's the thing that I didn't like, the waiting. I, I, <laughs> I agree. I'm not saying that it was like, oh, wow, this is so much better. And all of a sudden, I enjoyed this aspect of it. But no, I just, it was nifty. And it, and it at least made me hate it a little bit less. And yeah. And the options menu is where you could change that of to do laundry. You either just press a or hold a, you can toggle that. Okay. And also I've spoken to people in different countries that I guess like having a dryer isn't the norm. And so I wonder if, you know, laundromats around the world, do some people just not have dryers or is it just like, they just have them anyways. Isn't that weird? Maybe they just don't have laundromats. <laughs> Maybe. Well, no, because people's washing machines break. I don't know. You know what I mean? So they, I, I was just curious about that because it's like where my brother lives in Australia. Like they're like, yeah, nobody around here has dryers. They just hang everything. And I know people from other countries that it's the same thing. I just so thought that was international weird. listeners. Tell us, do you guys have a, a dryer? And your, your laundromats <laughs> have dryers, or do you just take home wet clothes and then hang them there? Hanging them up. Because that would be the one. Like, well, I can see hanging them up. Like, that seems like I, I can see that being pretty common. But 
Yeah, I don't feel like you'd want to like take a bunch of wet clothes away from a location and then hang them up. See, well, I remember that was my thing. Like we didn't have we didn't go to the laundromat too much, but we would wash our clothes. We had a dryer, but my mom would always just have us do it on the clothesline. Because it was, it was free. But, I mean, it's also, some people have really harsh winters. And if you have a lot of kids, that's a lot of clothing to hang in your house. And then also, like, where we live, there's just too many creepy crawlies that would get on the clothes. I remember, like, earwigs were the worst when you hung laundry. Because we, we actually did hang our laundry for, like, a year or two. Um, the earwigs, man. But living where we are now, like, no way. You would just find so many spiders. Well, ironically, our HOA denies clotheslines, too. Oh, yeah. We were moving in. They're like, you're not allowed to hang your laundry outside. It's so weird. weird It is really weird. I mean, people having like 50 cars. I know. um, That's okay. That's okay, but a clothesline. No, no, no. (laughs) In your backyard, in the privacy of your backyard. Get out of here. And all the backyards are fenced. Not music, that's okay. <laughs> I think it's funny. I was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to talk about this game. We're going to talk a lot about arcades. And here we are talking more about laundry. Do you know what? Because, because it's just what I enjoyed the most. <laughs> and it's the same with like I – growing up, my dream was to have a washer and dryer. And so I, I love folding. When I went to the laundromat with my mom and she let me fold, I was so excited because some people are very particular about how they fold. Like if I'm feeling like wild, I might switch it up a little bit. But – some people are very like I do not want people folding because like you get wrinkle city. <laughs> I love and it's <laughs> Liz, Liz was like I have I don't know if I have the energy to record today. I'm really tired and Liz is getting so excited talking. We about drove twelve hours overnight last night and now it is like what nine o'clock nine fifteen at night. Yeah. I am like I don't know what's happening. I don't know what words are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> well, so it's funny you mentioned this because I hate folding laundry and. I, I'm not very particular about how it's folded, but I do like it all folded the same way. So the fact that you just say you like to just casually switch up how you're folding things as you're folding it, that part's wild to me. Because you, you got to no, fold that's them what I'm all saying. the like, same well, crazy. I just don't do it like willy nilly. But like, for instance, like, I mean, sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to hang something right away. So I'll fold it and then hang it later because, you know, I'm usually multitasking. Um, but no, I don't have some shirts folded, you know, um, lengthwise in half versus like the sides folded. Okay. I'm not a savage. Okay. You that's, know, that's where, that's where you had me concerned. Cause I'm like, okay, you know, I don't, I, I don't have a lot of okay. concerns, but I do at least like it all uniform. That's all I ask. Well, I bought these like sock organizers cause we don't have a bureau, but like I, and I decided to change how I fold my socks. All of my socks are folded the new way. <laughs> But I just decided, like, why not? I'm feeling a little crazy today. This is, this is a riveting conversation about laundry. This weekend, it's because this you don't do laundry that you don't find it interesting. But, like, it's funny that I'm talking about how, like, I like things folded, like, a certain way. But I have never bleached anything. I don't separate things. Like, I put my T-shirt with my jeans and I just hope for the best. Like, I... <laughs> That's how I've always been. Yeah. And well, towels also, are separate. Well, this is also funny, too. Like, you clearly are really good at folding and, like, preparing your clothes. Because, Liz, how often have you ever used an ironing board? Never. Exactly. But that's the thing. Your stuff is never wrinkled. All through high school, as a guy, I never folded my laundry. I just figured out ways to get wrinkles out of my clothes that were clean. You know, toss in the dryer for a few minutes. That loosens it up. Sometimes I splash some water on my shirt. That would get rid of some wrinkles. That's so much more work than just putting your clothes away. You're a high school boy. You don't care. I I want to get one of those, like, face cloth in with it. 
instead of and so that way I didn't have to wet the shirt itself, but the moisture from the towel would have created the same effect. I love that you guys actually cared about wrinkly clothing because I've never in my life been like, oh, this is a little bit too wrinkly. I can't wear it. I'm just like, well. Girls don't like I mean, wrinkled shirt. You got to figure out a way. In my peak high school days, there was also some days where you throw a little Febreze or some Axe on there before you throw it in the dryer too. So again, yep. you diffuse a little bit of it, but you get something in there because it probably didn't smell great when I was putting it on. The so instead of doing like a fabric softener sheet, you sprayed Axe on probably your shirt. Probably not Axe. Probably Febreze more than likely, if I'm honest. <laughs> no. That's when you wear a shirt for like three days straight. You just splash some Febreze on. You're like, no, I don't need to wash it. It's good. It smells good. See, that's it's weird. I feel remover, like right? I can wear <laughs> pants for more than one day. Like if you have a pair of jeans, I'm not going to like every time I wear a pair of jeans, throw them in the, the dirty clothes bin. But it's three days for a shirt. Well, if it's a new oh, shirt. Oh, but do you know what? This is another thing guys know. Back in the day, ladies. Keith, you could probably back me up with this. Whenever you bought new clothes, you would not have to wash those clothes for about a week. It's brand new. You could actually keep wearing it as long as you don't get it too so, gross and dirty. As as I used to believe that. Right? Yeah, there you go, Keith. I used to believe that. And then um, this year, I got a new pair of pants and I had like a weird reaction to it. And I don't know. It never happened before in my life. And it took like weeks for it to go away. And I mean, nothing like too gross. And that's not what I'm saying. But like, it was my skin had a reaction to it. and It wouldn't go away for weeks. That's never happened before. So now I'm like, no, I got to wash it. First time ever in my life that that's happened. It was horrible. But yeah, normally I would. But then also like, not to be like too um, risque. That risque is not the word. But as a woman <laughs> with with bras, sometimes we, you know. Well, don't use the B word, ladies. <laughs> It was really risque. You have to put it explicit on this episode. <laughs> Stop. No, but sometimes, <laughs> like, I, be, I feel like women can be a little gross. <laughs> Long johns. <laughs> I'm just saying women are also gross. No, that's not. No, that's, pro- that's, that's just you. That's probably that's not true. true. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's probably not true. Oh, I'm sorry if people are not finding your laundry conversation interesting. <laughs> I just really uh, like that part of the game. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really curious of like how many people have like the same ideas of laundry as like being you, Keith, of like how we were in high school. <gasps> oh my like, gosh, this know. reminds me. I know where you're trying to get away from the laundry conversation, but it <laughs> but blew my Liz mind. Is going back to it. Andrew was talking to a coworker who said that every single time they shower, they put their their towel in the dirty laundry. They use a different towel every single day. Blew my mind. Well, so. Oh, here we go. So again, Am I a gross person? There's, there's, no, I mean, there's like, you know, t- 10 years, like college, bachelor, Keith. I don't know. My towel, keyword, my <laughs> towel got washed when I did all of my laundry. And I had about, I don't know, a week or, week or two weeks worth of laundry, depending on the week, you know. Um so the, yeah, there was those, and now I, I don't know, I'll reuse it once, maybe twice, but I try not to go more than a couple showers with the same one at least. Because for me, like, I don't really, like, keep it on for long. I, I'm the type of person, like, if I wash my hands, I'll, sometimes I'll just dry them on my pants I, or a hand towel, but it's like a light dry. Well, if you've done a like, good I'm job not... washing, you are 
or you should just You're be washing clean. drying clean water on yourself on the towel yeah. i don't fully see this is where i don't fully disagree but it's i'm just, just after, like a quick pat pat i'm not like keeping it on do you know how some people like keep it on like oh what am i gonna wear no it's like pat 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 off <laughs> So I'm like, oh my! Like I would never just like that's such a waste of water. Like, look, I, well, I've I got my... kids. I don't have time after. I don't have the luxury of time after a shower to do that. So yes, I get out of the shower, I dry off, and I put clothes on because I got things to do. Because the house might be burning down if I don't. <laughs> I know my coworker said that she you know cleans her towels every single time because she's like, yeah, that towels. You know, you just dried your your bits with that towel, but it's like, yeah. I'm clean though, so my bits are clean. Like, I'm not like using sweaty, nasty. Well, that's like grossness all over that's myself. That's also where you start shoulders down with one side of the towel, flip it around, and then you yep. do your face with the other side of the towel that you didn't do yep. your bits with. It's or so just easy. use I don't... a face and then, cloth. And then come tomorrow, the towel forgets what what parts you dried, yeah, so it doesn't I matter. I don't know what part I dried. I just that's that's again. I yesterday I dried this place. Right. In all fairness, I use a face cloth to dry my face. What? Well, that seems like too much. You yeah. wonder, yeah, that that you just create too much laundry. Too much effort. Why are we still talking about laundry? <laughs> Andrew's just going to be editing this and just be like, I don't, I don't know. The, like five minutes of video games. I'm really curious if, yeah, some people are listening to this and they're like, God, these guys are weird. Like, who who uses a towel more than once? But I love that's the knowing thing how other people do things. At this point, after 15 minutes of talking about laundry, I good for them for getting this part to find that we're weird. <laughs> <laughs> This is the first episode of us they're listening to. Oh man! But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about music. What did you guys think of the music at Arcade Paradise? Eventually, you unlock a jukebox, and you know there's uh, probably about like ten, twelve tracks on the jukebox, but you can buy more albums. Not even albums; you just buy one singular song, and they cost twenty pounds. So it costs the the to do list. So I never bought any of the additional tracks. I love that some of the music, like I would put certain songs on, I would forget about during the day, but at night when I was closing up, I'd have to change the music and like fit that, that vibe. And I actually really like doing that. And I also like the, um, the, not the, the arcade things for like when you're doing the plunger and stuff. Oh yeah. I overall like the audio I liked. I liked and hated it. Some of it was so repetitive. Some of the songs I hated when I played the arcade games. You're just hearing the same noises because every arcade essentially only has one track and you're hearing that track over and over again. And the sounds can be very repetitive. And some of them, I was just like, oh my word, I got so sick of it. But that being said, there was a, a song in the jukebox I legitimately really liked. It was Outrun the World. It reminded me very much of like M83. And I was like, so, this song is a jam. Did they pay for this music or are there musicians that made the game? I don't know. So on Spotify, I did find an official soundtrack and it more looks like some of the ge- like generic songs that are in the game, which by the way, Keith, uh, this game does a uh, thing you love in a game and it ends with a fantastic song. Did you listen to the song at all? I didn't because I, I, is it butt I, rock? I, I think it happened <laughs> after the last part that I didn't do. It's not just butt rock. It's butt rock with a music video. Oh, man. And it is, I couldn't tell if they're trying to be ironic and funny or if they were just really into it. But man, so like this game takes place in 92. So it's very, very typical of like grunge. 
of like kind of trying to be like Nirvana and edgy. And oh man, that song is just a treat. <laughs> that's that's all I'm gonna say. I, there was but, one I because I never really used the jukebox at all. So there was one time I put one on and I don't remember what it was, but it had a very Foo Fighters sound to it actually. And it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't tell you what it was, but I didn't mind it. I, I just wish what I hated about the jukebox is you would have to stop. And when a song ended, stop, go to the jukebox and select another song. Like, I wish you could put it on shuffle or something like that or repeat. Cause like I said, there was that one song in the jukebox that I really loved. And I'm like, honestly, if I just listen to this one song over and over again, I'd be fine with it. But no, I'd be in the middle of my game. The song would end. And then the annoying arcade song would come on and i'm like okay this is annoying did you ever just mute it the game sometimes sometimes yeah i would uh but there are some arcade games that are like there's a dance dance revolution game where you have different soundtracks some of those songs are actually pretty good and actually you're playing the arcade game with a different soundtrack which is nice same with um space race simulator you're also picking a different soundtrack so i the the music was very odd for me like i said it it had highs and lows because there's a lot of repetitive noises I hear in a lot too. Yeah, I think but uh, largely you could play ahead. a lot without it. I I think I Yeah. Oh, this you definitely could play this game on mute. 100%. Yeah, I I think I yeah, I think I basically just had mostly the bass jam to get your booty on the dance floor. That one. <laughs> it's a good jam. That was the line I always heard, so. Uh, I don't know that one. I think she's saying get your booty on the dance floor. Was it for the Dance Dance Revolution song? I don't know, maybe. But I heard it playing around the arcade all the time, so. I literally played, every time I played Dance Dance, the Dance Dance Revolution game, it actually, the game was on mute. So I actually never listened to any of the songs of the Dance Dance Revolution. I think it did. It's kind of funny. Once, and it was kind of a techno-y type of song, not surprisingly. But it wasn't bad. But, uh, But as far as the graphics go, Liz, you mentioned that you really liked the design of at least the laundromat. But, it was very accurate. Yeah. I the overall graphics to me were were fine. I do like that every arcade game was very different. They they ranged from really pixelated or sometimes just like the typical green and black graphics and it's just lines, but then some of them would actually get kind of like 3D. So like every arcade had a very unique style to it, which is nice, but overall like the graphics of the game is just fine. Yeah, I think I think it's just that I I don't I don't I don't think they needed to be more, and so I don't think they were lacking anything, but they were definitely nothing in particular special. And then you could take it, you know, really even one step further, where they had and there was an achievement for it for the arcade what they called arcadeception, uh, where on knuckles and knees uh, you would go into an arcade inside the arcade game and play more arcade games. Um, so <laughs> oh, I actually didn't do that one. You didn't do that one? No. Yeah, it's um, it's the one where, I don't know if it's, it's the spoiler of, you know, the one where you invest. It's the Street of Rage one. Yeah, yeah. The, where you invest in it with your friend or whatever. And yeah, as you go along, there's an arcade you walk into and there's five arcade bo- or cabinets there. It's like Snake, Racer, uh, like Pong. <laughs> and yeah, they're, they're very much just like two lines, basically. But it's kind of funny that you're... I don't know. It's like a game about playing games that you play a game. It's a, it's a whole thing. It's very meta. So, uh, so yeah, and that's an achievement. So we could talk about achievements. You're welcome. 
So overall, the achievements of Arcade Paradise are good. I overall recommend for achievement hunters. Uh, as far as like time to beat, you're looking between 25 to 30 hours, but none of the achievements are missable. Uh, you just said they're grindy, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are story driven, you know, after you've, because there, there's a bunch of story progression achievements. Uh, near the end of the game, there's to have like a quarter million dollars in your bank account, which that just takes time. Uh, the worst ones are to unlock all the character upgrades, which I said you need the pounds, the daily to-do list. That just takes a long time. As Keith said, at tops, you maybe make 70 bucks a day. And like you need thousands of dollars to unlock everything. And there's another achievement to unlock all the soundtracks, which those also are like 20 pounds each. And there's like 20 tracks you can unlock. So once again, that's just, it's just kind of grindy. Like I really wish this game had a, like, cause once you're at the end of the game, you can't buy any more cabinets. The cash is hundred percent worthless. You can't do anything with it. So like, I was kind of on, like, it was disappointed that there wasn't a way to convert your cash into pounds to kind of speed things up. That would have been really nice. Overall, I think this game, kind of another side note, this game needs a couple quality of life patches. Um, I don't know about you guys. I got a handful of bugs playing some of the arcade games. Mm, the only real bug I ran into that comes to mind was I was like trying to pause the game and I was doing something. So like it was one of those rare instances when you hit the start button, it brought up a pause menu instead of your little PDA that you had. But yeah. And I couldn't unpause it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I ran, I had that happen to me one time, but it, Otherwise, no. I didn't always like some of the mapping when I was trying to pick up trash, but that's, I don't know. I don't think that's a bug. That's yep. just a, a Well, that's a quality right. of life thing. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, you could turn on a crosshair, and I was like, cool, if I turn the crosshair on, maybe I could have an easier time picking up the trash. No, it's really finicky. In fact, there was some trash, like, I literally could not pick up. And so, like, it was kind of weird. Like, this game just needs a little bit of patches to fix some of that stuff. But, yeah, like, I guess I, this is... One thing I didn't like about this game with cloud play is if you ever lose internet connection, like you'll obviously get a controller disconnect. And as Keith was saying, if you're in the middle of playing an arcade game, it pauses the game and you can't unpause it. You can't exit the arcade. Your game is just done. Like you can't even like end the day. You just have to shut the game down. So there was a couple bugs I got. And it's some of the arcade games, like the uh, arcade uh, virtual hockey, the puck would sometimes go off the map and would disappear Sometimes I couldn't even control my paddle. So, like, I don't know. Some of the games were a little more buggy for me. But... I, I didn't really have any bugs. But going back to what That's, you were saying. I, about, bugs I know, I know. Um, to what you were saying about achievements. Andrew, uh, you got uh, a gamer score of 790 with 41 out of 54 achievements. Keith in second place, 570, and I only got 175, but I put a lot of time into it, so it's kind of... I mean, honestly, that's... Surprised. That probably goes back to a lot of when, like, you don't try for them as much because you don't, like, it's not something you're looking for because a lot of them are probably things that were pretty doable, but you just, if you don't focus on it, you're not going to do them intentionally, at least, so... Yeah. Yeah, um, there's a handful of achievements that are secret in this game, uh, I, I recommend just revealing them. None of them were crazy spoilers or honestly, I don't think any of them were really spoilers. Uh, another pro tip I have though, it's an achievement, but I recommend you do it early in the game. I did it for Liz, but there's an achievement called the I know Mac code, which is Konami backwards. So if you're a long time gamer like me, you probably know the infamous contra code of up, down, up, down, no, up, 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 down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start. If you do that at the intro screen, like before you can select to continue the game or whatever, it just says Arcade Paradise. If you enter that code of up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start, 
you'll see a golden washing machine icon appear on the uh, main select screen and you'll get golden washer machines until you shut the game down. So I did that for Liz. And when you have golden washer machines, whenever you do the laundry, you're, you're based on a, you have a rating system. So if you do the laundry quickly, you get an S rating, which will give you $30. And then, you know, there's a B and then C is the worst, which only gives you like five bucks. But if you have gold washer machines, no matter how long you take, they're always an S ranking. So it's just kind of a quick, not a quick way, but I think it made the game progress a little bit better, like faster. Because it's always kind of annoying to be playing a game and you get a notification that the washer's done. And it's like, well, I want to get that max rating to get that money. And so you end up quitting your arcade game and going and doing it. But if you just enter that code, you don't have to worry about the laundry anymore. And it just makes things a little bit faster. So I recommend you start that code right away if you are trying this game. But uh, yeah, let's get to our final thoughts here. Um, so like I said, for me, I love management and simulator games and, you know, being a long time gamer, I love arcades. So having a management arcade game, I was like, you know, what? I got to check this thing out. And I saw it when it was coming on Game Pass, like people were saying, we're raving about it. So I was like, you know, let's see how this is. Overall, Arcade Paradise is a ton of fun. It's it's a game you can easily sink hours into. It's super relaxing. It's just really chill. I love the aesthetic of it, of just being early 90s. It just nails it of like the image of an arcade. Playing some of the arcade games, like I said, there are clearly a lot of copies of games you've probably played before, and none of them were exceptionally better. They kind of felt like generic Flash games, but some of them were just so addicting, and I just, I always loved playing them. I always loved unlocking new arcade games, new mini games. So this game is just a fun time sink. It was, it's, even now after I've beaten it, if I just pick up a controller and start playing it, I get hooked. I just want to start doing things. As Keith said, you know, just these little tasks just keep you going and going and going. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, the DLC is super cheap. You're buying just a single arcade games, but they have like a pinball you can buy. There's a um, actual like gun shooter game you can buy. And they're all like a buck or two. So they're very cheap. But um, yeah, for me, this is a, a solid 85. I, the game just needs a little bit of quality of life improvements for a pa- couple patches. But overall, I loved Arcade Paradise. Or as Liz calls it, Laundry Paradise. <laughs> yeah, overall, I I had a ton of fun, and I think I think it's good to get back on on you know on the positive side of things. I think I was, I was starting to turn turn into Negativeville over there. I, I know all of us are positive on this, but yeah, I think I just I I had a lot of fun, and it it really boils down to just that little bits and pieces of not even you know obviously not obviously not always an achievement, but just little accomplishments here and there through the game, but buying this cabinet, doing this thing, this to do, this goal. And it just, it always felt like I just wanted to do one more thing because it's just another couple minutes. It's just another couple minutes and that's just another couple hours. And so, and like, I mean, none of them are particularly good as Andrew said, but a lot of the arcades have a little bit of roguelike elements to them. Kind of neat. <laughs> I'll still take a true one, but Hey, uh, it's 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 there and so for that i thought that was kind of a fun thing it, it got me into some of these arcades but yeah overall i think this is just a ton of fun I, and you can pretty easily play it on cloud play i did some i know andrew said he did a majority on there so you know maybe it's not your sit down and play for the night game but maybe you have a commute and you can play there and it's it's great for some time sync so definitely check it out and uh, I think I was going to go with an 86. 
Well, I don't think I liked it as much as you guys. I went into it thinking 85, but then I was like, is that too high? So I think I've kind of knocked myself down to an 83. Why? Because the the more I'm talking about it, the less I really did like playing the arcade games. <laughs> I enjoyed them, but there were some times where that is just really not what I wanted to do when I was playing. And I went through these times when I was very addicted to the game and I really just wanted to keep playing like that one more day, one more day. and then there are other times where I'm just like yeah, even when we're coming back from vacation you're like I want to play the game again <laughs> yeah I know I just 83 is still like a high score it is um but I just like I was just thinking about it I really like right now I'm like eh, do I want to play but if a game I don't know but looking at Metacritic uh for Series X uh 81 and 8.2 and then for um Xbox One TBD for both. All right. Now you have me questioning my score. Well, I mean, Andrew, you think should. of it this way. If we were playing Diablo and it was like, well, you know, as you've killed a million demons, there's less to kill now. So there's just going to be less spawning. And so the thing you like to do in the game just happens less. That's what's happening to Liz. The game is phasing out the laundry as you go more and more into it. Why would she want to play more? That's a good point. <laughs> She doesn't want to lose the laundry because once the laundromat's gone, it's gone. There's nothing left to play in the game anymore. <laughs> just arcade cabinets. Just a bunch of games. <laughs> Who can do anything with that? <laughs> Sorry, Liz. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us. If you have any game suggestions or you just want to reach out to us, go to gamepassgrabbag.com. You can find all our links to everything. Write us an email, message us on Facebook, Twitter, or X, whatever it's called now. Mm-hmm. We always love hearing from everyone, so please feel free to talk to us and recommend some games for us. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird0152. And as always, I have been Keith. And uh, rounding it out with a... Uh, a rating for the person who recommended this game it is a solid zero out of ten for andrew oh come on Keith. okay fine you get a one this week you did a pretty yes. good job your, your king of kong and uh intro is pretty good thanks and i'm liz noob gamer tech come on i'm dean and i'm on twitter and instagram at liz noob noob is ew and right, everyone we love you all we'll see you again next week bye bye guys